it welcome to audio drome i'm riley with me is doug hello and carlos good to see you i don't mean to say your name in that order every time i just it's how it comes out so i, I apologize uh carlos if you feel like you're getting playing third fiddle oh i am but it's a different kind of third fiddle <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> oh yeah you do <laughs> i think i do well let's get right into it uh this this seemed perfect for the show. I was just reading, uh, a man has attacked his son with a sword for not doing chores. Where is this? Ohio? No, Ventura. Oh. Ventura, California. Right near uh, our friend Doug down there. I don't like that. Doug, did you hear about this? Mm-mm. This, was, uh, this just happened this morning, so I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, what were you doing, Doug? You missed it. <laughs> I, was in, I was in a meeting. <laughs> you didn't get the uh, all points bulletin on that? <laughs> But Usually they, it pops up on my newsfeed, anything sword related, but must have slipped through the cracks. Do you, do you have a Google alert for sword sword <laughs> uh, sword attacks? It's actually a Yahoo News alert, but yeah. Yeah, Yahoo. That's a powerful powerful site. What happened? Uh, he. Well, that's the thing. His son is 18, and he said he had, he accused him of being lazy, and then um, attacked him with with this, a four foot long sword, and in in doing so, he uh, the, the kid got his hand sliced defending himself. Uh, and then he was ble- bleeding. Officers arrived, and the, the the father had had beat it. And then he came back, and they arrested him. Wow. Well, now, let's see. what did the, which horde did the kid not do? I, but that's the thing. It seems. I mean, this is a small little crappy you know, article, but I mean, it just seemed kind of like in general he didn't do chores. It, this was kind of simmering, I guess, in the guy's mind for a while. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If your child is legally an adult um and you inflict harm on them it's not a crime that is true you are <laughs> that true yeah, yeah that's that's what my dad told me that's it's just parenting <laughs> it's parenting man it's just parenting it's just mono a mono parenting yeah so his hand got cut not cut off unfortunately not cut off because that would be that would be excellent news excellent news not excellent for him <laughs> <laughs> qualify that for god's sake <laughs> So uh, is, is he still living with his his father then? Well, this happened this morning, Carlos. I mean, I don't <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I would have uh, to imagine the relationship is strained at least. I don't know. It's not like he cut his hand or anything off. Not off. No, he's like, yeah. oh, you cut my hand off. No, your hand's still attached. Okay, yes. what time's dinner? Make up make up later, man. That's 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 dads and sons. Yeah, I have I have hope that they'll that they'll make up later. So Ventura, eh? Ventura, California. So you know who would have, uh, you know who could have helped out there. A segue. That's a segue right there. The uh, does the name Phoenix Jones mean anything to you guys? Uh, is it a fictional police detective? No. Yeah, it sounds it of, sounds uh, made up. It it is made up, but it's not fictional. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let me alias. go ahead and let me go wrap my brain around that. An alias, the made up name, but but not fictional. Um, Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones. So he just got arrested. He is what, uh, billed in this article as Seattle's most famous masked crusader. 
Oh, oh I've heard about Mar- this a American bit. Gladiator thing. I guess it, not. Not exactly American Gladiator, but he's uh he's this guy. He's going around uh Seattle dressed like a superhero and trying to stop crimes and do good. But he was arrested after um pepper spraying a, a group that was leaving a nightclub. He uh, he thought or they were you know, allegedly they were involved in a fight. He came to apprehend them, sprayed them with um, pepper spray, and, and uh, was arrested for it. He says, though, that they were, in fact, involved in a, in a kerfuffle. Committing malfeasance? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he said they body slammed someone, or they body slammed each other, or somebody body slammed somebody, and he was I- rushing to help. Was he in the club? Was he in the club when this happened? I no, I don't think so. He he heard it, you know, through his census <laughs> street. I don't know street network. I, I don't think this guy's exactly as you know diligent as Batman. He looks pretty cool. I've got a picture of him up here. Yeah, he's he does look pretty cool. He's got a few different costumes. Right now, he's wearing sort of what looks like a a Batman costume with a luchador mask. I, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. Is that yeah? Is that fair? Yeah. Um, I have another picture of him in his original outfit, which which looks more like, uh, kind of like the Phantom with a, a black, almost like Rorschach mask and a fedora. That's hmm. stupid. Yeah, it's a little weird. He kind of looks like um the Question. You know that guy? Nope. Well, I guess that was who the, I think that was who uh, Rorschach was based on. But he's got like a blank face and a fedora. Now, so. Is he kind of like Phoenix Jones 2099 now a little bit? <laughs> yeah, his, exactly. His <laughs> exactly. Is a different, different era for him? Some sort of contrived uh, backstory with a minority in the central character role. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how that always pans out with those 2099s, isn't it? Yep. That's lazy. Lazy. <laughs> that's just lazy. I don't like Whatever. the 2099 stuff. Very rarely... If ever does it work out, my buddy Brian just let me borrow a Punisher twenty ninety nine. Sure, that was amazing. Terrible. What, was it? <laughs> Terrible. Just like, just killing, just killing robots instead of people, mm. basically. For for so. people that don't know, what we're talking about uh, Marvel in the what mid nineties? Would you say? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Mid nineties had a um, kind of a a whole arc or kind of imprint in Marvel that was all set in the year 2099, and it had updates of all of the Marvel superheroes, like Bat, like, or not Batman. Terrible. Uh, Sp- Spider-Man 2099. Isn't, isn't Batman DC? Yes, Batman's DC. <laughs> but they, there's that, uh, DC did a similar thing called uh, DC 1 million. And, oh, uh, damn. Well, but it, it, No, not year 1 million. It was set in the year, I can't remember what the year was, but it was set in the year that um, the first one millionth issue of a DC comic book, presumably action comics, would have come out. Oh, that's God. Well, that's convoluted. way the hell into the future, then. That's convoluted. It's it's way in the future, but it's not a million years into the future. Might as well be. Oh, no, but didn't, it's they, like, didn't it's, they stop action comics at, like, 600-something just recently? Uh, I don't... Did they stop it? Yeah, I guess they did with the with the reset. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's 600, but that's only, you know, 600... Yeah, I don't know, it's a lot. I don't know exactly. Like, 60 years or something? Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so no, it was like it was like three thousand years in the future or something. It was far, okay. far in the future. It was stupid too. Whatever. Sorry for derailing this. Also stupid, but yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, this guy Phoenix Jones, he's uh he's running around Seattle trying to clean it up, but he's doesn't sound like he's doing the greatest job, and it sounds like some of his uh some of his 
triumphs are are conjecture at, at best, and um, I don't know. I, w- I wonder if this sort of thing is going to spawn supervillains. Well, it's got to. If if Batman's shown us anything, that's exactly what it will do. Yep. Yep. There are others apparently too. Go by the name Thorn, Buster <laughs> Doe, Green Reaper, Gemini, No Name, Catastrophe, Thunder Eighty Eight, and Penelope. This is kind of like a real Justice League or something. I don't know if they're affiliated or if they work together, um, but they're. Or if, they, uh, or if they go to trivia night on Mondays. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it's Seattle, <laughs> so odds are they do do something like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of that? I mean, is this cool or is this totally stupid? Oh, I think it's stupid. Well, like, what are they doing? Are they like busting rapists and stuff? I mean, I'm but, sure that's what they're trying to do. I don't know that they're actually doing it. Well, Penelope sets up as a hooker for a sting or something. Waiting for the for the the guy, and then he gets beat over the head by Phoenix Jones. Is that how it works? Perhaps. Penelope is actually a male quadriplegic. I don't know why you assumed uh, Penelope was a female. He's kind of the Oracle character. He just sits yeah. around and radios things into Thunder eighty eight. I must be confused with another Penelope. <laughs> I think you are. You're thinking of the uh, Christina Ricci movie. Ah, is it weird that I, I've always pronounced that word in my head, penelope? No, oh, you haven't. In my head, I do. Penelope. I always catch is it. That, that's just a joke from... Uh, Isn't that Bottle Rocket or something? No, wait, what is that? It's like some... Uh, oh, man. I have not heard that joke, so... It's like Master of Disguise or something. I've never like, seen it. Penelope. We'll it's, never watch that. No, it that. is. It's like a, it's like a Latino guy. Call, he calls her penelope. I think that's Malibu. a beautiful name. Malibu's most wanted. Funny movie. <sighs> it's not. It's I. It's not Bottle <laughs> Rocket. It's none of those movies. So I just made it up. Done. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is Master Master of Disguise. Is that that uh Dana Carvey movie? A turtle. I'm a turtle or something like that. Turtle. Turtle. That movie is terrible. I've never seen. It. Yeah. You've never yeah. seen it? No. Why would I? I don't know. Cause everybody does things they regret. Damn, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm. So, what have you guys been up to? Yo, just chilling. I just recently went to a not scary farm haunt. What? Isn't it Berry Farm normally? Well, dig this, dig this. <laughs> uh, apparently, they need two names for this event. Just calling it not scary farm is not good enough. Yeah, they that's where I got confused. Haunt. It's called Haunt, which is a bad name. It's very like Cirque du Soleil. Just like the one word. Yeah, sort of like event. It sounds vaguely like mistranslated. They would have yeah. They would have to like misspell it for it to be like a Cirque du Soleil thing. That's true. Or not misspell it, but have whatever. Spell uh, it with some sort of punny double meaning. Right, or just spelling from a different language or something. Oh, <laughs> is that uh, what you meant by misspell? No, Spell of course. In French? No, man, I didn't mean that at all. That's uh, <laughs> what you meant. That's exactly what I meant, but I corrected myself. Um, anywho, anywho, have you guys ever been in this thing? No, but I I seem to hear about it every year, even even when I'm up here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like all the theme parks down here, even Disneyland, although they're the extent of their Halloween festivities are fairly limited, but. They all they all open up the theme parks, so like Knott's Berry Farm, 
Six Flags Magic Mountain, Universal Studios. They do this thing where they open up at night, usually around like seven or eight or something, and then stay open through the night. Mm -hmm. They convert the theme park into a realm of terror and horrors. Is there just a lot of orange and like some haunted houses? Uh, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. So two years. Really, you're gonna allow him that that description of what, <laughs> I'll what give they that. set up? Well, I, I'm getting there because two years ago I went to the Universal Studios. Uh, I believe it's called Fright Fest. Fright Fest for Universal Studios. Uh, and it was maybe uh one of the greatest experiences of my life. It was absolutely incredible. Wow. Well, I was gonna say if you're gonna go to one of those, Universal Studios has got to be the place. They've got all the monsters at their disposal. So they've got all the monsters. Um, they're horror franchises are awesome uh all that stuff right no no, i know well no but i mean you're talking i'm assuming maybe you're talking about like werewolf frankenstein werewolf all that stuff not werewolf his name is wolfman oh werewolf werewolf (laughs) werewolf yeah all right that's fine yeah okay yeah yeah that it was i was talking about you're talking about more like recent horror franchises well right okay yes so um Real briefly, my my uh, experience at uh, Universal Studios two years ago. I walk through the gates, you know, I pay my horrific. My first horror of the evening was the ticket price. How much is like uh, forty bucks? Something like that, yeah. Uh, but I I walk in and uh, Rob Zombie is just like blasting like Dracula, and there's like fog everywhere. Um, there's these big two super tall towers just shooting flames up into the air and there are these women in like bikinis with all this fake blood on them and they're dancing in cages and there's people running around with chainsaws and i'm seeing all this in the first like 10 seconds of walking into the park and i i uh i'm so happy i'm so happy it's such a bizarre experience because you, you spend your day walking through this park dudes are jumping out at you with chainsaws and then they have these like knee pad things and they're sliding at you and following you into the bathroom and all this stuff. <laughs> Wait, really? Following you into the bathroom? But then not into the bathroom. Giving you I'm... a light raping. <laughs> yeah. Watching you pee pee. <laughs> um, but then, so there's all that and everything and there's fog machines everywhere and it's weird. Um, but then they also have these mazes set up and all these, I'm assuming, not Scary Farm is very, very similar to Universal Studios, but Universal Studios has all these mazes set up um, that are based on their different franchises. So they had like a Saw maze. Ooh. They had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre maze. Um, things Wait, like that. Wait, how is how is how is Saw related to Universal Studios? I thought that was Lionsgate. Um, I is Lion is Lionsgate owned by Universal? Oh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's definitely a saw maze for sure. Oh, I believe you. I just, it sounds like they're going to get sued. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, just, I don't know. I hope Lionsgate didn't find out. <laughs> yeah. uh, they just know Lionsgate doesn't have any money to, to, <laughs> to litigate. Yeah, what are they going to do? Right. <laughs> um, but like these mazes were absolutely incredible. Like the production value through the roof, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre maze. You're like walking through the area with like the sheets, um, you know, hung up. Uh, for laundry and you're like walking through the Leatherface family house and things mm, like that you know cool very cool stuff very very cool stuff the saw maze um you basically just kind of walk through the greatest hits of the saw franchise um so there's a room where like one dude's cutting his ankle off and these are all like live actors there's one there's one where like 
You Cariolas know. is there. Doing, so, a ter- doing a terrible American accent? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's the scariest part of the whole day, I'm sure. Come on, I like the first one, man. His accent is unlistenable. Yeah, it's almost as good as yours. Mine? Mine? Are you Riley's. making fun of me for being from Norway? Yes, I am. Uh, okay. He's on the home team now. Lay off. <laughs> Lay off. Um, anyways, super cool. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so I was very, very excited for Not Scary Farm this year. I, I wasn't able to go to any Halloween festivities last year because um, I forgot or something. I don't know. But this year, Not Scary Farm, thumbs up. I'm super excited. Um, and Not Scary Farm just does not have the funding, I'm assuming, or the heart that Universal Studios does because that that was underwhelming as hell. Like the the mazes that were set up, you know, knots. I don't even know what knots is. I mean, they make jam. Like, yeah, that, I know. I've always wondered. Like, I don't get it. I know. Why do they, have a, they have a theme park? I don't know how they can have a theme park. Someone that someone in the knots family just loves theme parks and decided to roll with it or something. Yeah, I don't know. When they I first heard about franchises. that place. Yeah. When, when I first heard about it, I was, I was super confused because of that, that very reason. You know, why is this jam company like why, if there was like a Smucker's, you know, Smucker's uh, Park of Fun or something, you'd be totally weirded out by that. But then there's just Knott's, Knott's Berry Farm and we just kind of go with it. We just roll with that. Right. But then I guess you have like Bush Gardens. That's true. And SeaWorld, which is the same company, but at least they're not brandishing the company's name like Bush Gardens or Knott's Berry Farm. Anywho, anywho, the only franchise that Knott's Berry Farm can really work with is the Peanuts, like Charles Schultz Peanuts, and so that's not very uh, horror-ish. So instead, they just got to reduce themselves to generic, creepy-looking clowns and people wearing weird masks. So all the mazes, the themes are super thin. Like, you've got one maze that's like the Doll Factory, uh, and you walk through it, and there's a bunch of, like, doll heads, like, on the wall. And uh, there's one part where there is a dude wearing like a weird mask manufacturing something that looks like one of Sid's toys from Toy Story. You know, one of those. Ew. Yeah, uh, I, I will say I know that would scare the hell out of our, our friend Bender that he hates dolls. And that is not his thing. That's not his thing. <laughs> well, I respect that, but I don't, I don't think you'd be too scared by this. And most of the scares. Or just, you know, turn the corner, there's a dude there. Uh, very predictable. I, I want to say they take down the maces during the day because they just seem very... It really seemed like an elementary school carnival horror, horror haunted house type thing. Like, real, real cheap, real cheap. If you saw it in the day, you'd probably see all the seams and crappy painting and... Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't go through it during the day. But you know, if I remember right, it was a couple of years ago. But Universal Studios, like those mazes, seem to be in permanent structures, like buildings hmm. and everything. Whereas I wouldn't these, be surprised. These were definitely um, temporary, temporary walls and stuff. But here's something kind of cool. Um, and apparently, Justin tipped us off to this before so they also recycle these mazes every year which is disappointing but there's one maze where you know the theme's like small town taken over by zombies and the small town is named pleasanton oh really? yeah isn't that strange spelt spelt the same as uh pleasanton our, our pleasanton yep 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 huh 
And so when we're at Knott's Berry Farm, we're taking a I'm sorry, Knott's Scary Farm. Uh, we were taking a picture of like, you know, there was like a gutted school bus, but it was really just cardboard and it looked terrible. Um, I think, I don't know. But we're standing by it, like smiling. And then one of the monsters comes up and stands right in front of where it says Pleasanton and is like posing with us. And we're like, oh, excuse us, dude. Like we're here, <laughs> we're here for the words, not for you. <laughs> and he still ended up like blocking the plez part of so whatever anywho my final review universal studios two years ago if memory serves correct two thumbs up not scary farm one thumb down one thumb sideways okay all right complicated complicated rating category rating structure but i i I get it was it wasn't all bad i've been i've been to one of those while you were talking about it i kind of remembered i actually i went to one at um great america and Mm -hmm. I remember so very little of it. All I remember is standing in line in the parking lot and uh, sort of being in there. And it was like you said, it was just like pumping some, you know, Rob Zombie or something. And it was all bright and flashy, but it obviously did not make any sort of impact because I think it was just basically one, one kind of long maze with many different themes throughout it. And I was, it was probably kind of scary just in the way that those loud, blaring, dark, strobe lighty kind of halloween haunted houses are scary but it was no shocking good. shocking I think shocking and yeah i mean if you have if you have people just jumping out at you you're gonna jump a little bit because that's that's something that humans do and i uh, just get uncomfortable in those situations why yeah i don't know i don't like being at like carnivals or anything that just even if it was like in the middle of the day in september or something i would be like Ugh, i don't like this i'm I'd be just as afraid, I think. Were you uh were you followed into the bathroom at Great America that time? <laughs> I was not, but uh that would that would put me over the edge. That would explain. <laughs> no. You guys uh know what you're gonna be for Halloween? You can you talk about that or is that uh, a secret? Well but you could, I think you should just start so I can think about what I'm gonna be. I'm not, I'm actually gonna be uh in Mexico, so I will pro- I'll probably not be dressing up. Oh wow! Are you sure you don't want to dress up? Maybe he's one of the locals. Maybe well, I'm, I might do that. <laughs> extremely offensive. Just um, yeah, I I don't know. We might do like a see if there's like a Dia de los Muertos thing going on, but we're leaving that next day. So a real deal thing? That'd be pretty crazy. It would be, but we're actually leaving on November first, which I think is the is the actual day. So that so, is the Dia. That's the Dia de los Dia de los. Yeah. So. I won't have a chance to dress up, it seems like, but but uh, I have so many ideas just popping through my head. Can you, really? Can you say them? Um, yeah. Are you gonna, you gonna, say you're gonna save them for the rest of your life? No, that's true. You're not gonna do that. I don't know. I wanted to be a Hammer Brother. Hammer Brothers. Ooh, be the Hammer okay. Brothers. I like that. I was uh, thinking Borat. Is Borat funny still? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do that. No one wants to see that because I know exactly <laughs> the costume you're talking about, and it's the. Over the shoulder thong, isn't it? No. <laughs> Gross. What about you, Doug? You got plans? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think Amanda and I are gonna do the old Lucille Ball, Ricky Ricardo trick. We'll see. Mm. See how that, that goes. That perennial favorite. Yeah, we're gonna be black and white too, so that'll be interesting. Oh, are, are you, you going white? You're going white face? You're going white face? No, grayscale face. That'd be cool though if, uh, you, if your whole costume was in grayscale. It would be, but then you'd have to. Do it's not going to be in grayscale. It's, it's not going to be. Cool. It's not going to be. Have to use silver paint. 
Carlos, got any ideas or? Uh, I'm a, Juggalo. Not a, not a big Halloween participant, so probably something very last minute and cheap. Yeah, that's true. You always, you, all of your costumes are usually just some someone kind of vaguely dressed up. <laughs> yeah. And, and unidentifiable. That's what I'm going for. Perfect. Don, Don Draper last year and uh, the most the inter- most interesting man in the world two years before. Hey, there you go. We'll see if I perfect the trilogy this year. Stay tuned. <laughs> the most interesting man. That guy's been around for two years. Can oh, you yeah. that? Yeah, at least. Wow. He's got a good thing going. Well, guys, before we end this show, I don't, I, we're, we're getting there. Um, I wanted to uh, to play what David sent us over. I, I haven't actually listened to it yet, but I've been told to uh, to not expect levity. So, you guys want to roll into that? Yep. All right, all right. Let's listen to that, and uh, we'll come back finish up the show. Sounds good. All right. On Friday, September 23rd of this year, I became a United States citizen. From now on, I can vote in all federal elections, serve on a jury, and run for office, three rights I had no access to as a permanent resident. I can also obtain a U.S. passport and apply for food stamps. Maybe I'll do both and make a day of it. Before becoming a permanent resident in 2001, I had no social security number, and therefore couldn't work, apply for any social benefits, and I could be deported pretty much on a whim, especially if I were caught with crack. It feels nice to have the possibility of deportation completely wiped from the table, though I don't plan on committing any felonies in the near future. Over the last few weeks, when people, either friends or strangers, heard about my newly minted citizenship, they all had something similar to say. Firstly, why? Why would I want to become a U.S. citizen these days? And second, did you get to keep your other citizenship? Adding, in case the shit hits the fan, or something similar? If there was no time for discussion, I'd usually reply that yes, I got to keep my Canadian passport, and then force a chuckle. But the people saying these things were Americans, born into their citizenship, and apparently unaware of its value. A few close friends expressed outrage that someone that's lived in this country for well over a decade, attended school, worked multiple jobs, and paid taxes, would have to go through the rigmarole involved in obtaining citizenship. Endless forms, high fees, multiple visits to the immigration office, written and oral tests. But I didn't mind the tests, and though the process seemed at times needlessly frustrating, The path was clear, and the necessary steps were laid out for me. I understand that in order to be granted all the rights and privileges of a citizen, one must demonstrate eagerness to do so, and an allegiance to the country. And I was happy to do just that. What I don't understand is the sentiment that things are so bad in this country that its citizenship might be undesirable, especially if the sentiment is shared amongst the people that have had these rights and privileges since birth. Surely they can see the value in being able to live in this country and move about freely, I guarantee every person that joked about fleeing has at some point utilized a program or perk restricted to U.S. residents or citizens. Perhaps these people are just too close to their own situation to realize that, even with political strife in the capital, health care grievances aired on every news channel, and high unemployment, the USA is still one of the best places on earth to inhabit. Haven't they any hope for the future or trust in the system that's kept this country a safe and pleasant place to live for hundreds of years? I see the ebb and flow of a democracy, but apparently many Americans see only doom and gloom. One such American, a mid-50s house painter and acquaintance of mine, had a familiar response to the news that I'd recently become a citizen. Fortunately, I had some time for discussion, so I was able to probe him for explanation on his views. Unsurprisingly, much of his discontent with the country's status quo had to do with immigration, a topic I likely possessed a better understanding of. 
He believed strongly that illegal immigrants were rapidly making this country unlivable. He felt the DREAM Act to be yet another nail in America's coffin. The DREAM Act, for those unfamiliar, outlines a number of programs that would allow young illegal immigrants a path to citizenship, though one much more difficult than my own. This acquaintance, a Caucasian American, cheerfully told me that he thought illegal immigrants should be at the back of the line for social programs and assistance. I argued that, to my knowledge, most illegal immigrants are ineligible for all but the most inexpensive and basic entitlements, like WIC. These people are working, often paying taxes, with no hope of a social security check to ease the financial strain of retirement. They won't be able to rely on Medicare to pay their hospital bills, and they certainly won't qualify for federal small business loans or a government job. He reasserted his anger by pointing out that these people had broken the law, and as criminals should face prosecution and deportation. I asked him how he thought federally mandating that a large population of this country live as persecuted second-class citizens could possibly benefit the nation. He grumbled something about criminals rarely breaking the law in only one area of their life. A clear example of a package deal fallacy. I decided against pointing out the obvious, that an illegal immigrant faces the probability of much harsher sentencing than a citizen and even a minor criminal offense could find them deported and destitute. I continued the discussion, asking him how he could justify these feelings of resentment. Surely he recognized the hypocrisy of a supposedly freedom-loving descendant of immigrants wanting vehemently to quash the freedoms of new immigrants. He agreed that freedom was a keystone of this country, but not freedom of immigration. I reminded him that it was just 90 years ago and all one had to do was get here to become a citizen. What changed, I asked. His answer, it got too crowded. I agreed that city living can sometimes feel crowded and stifling, but moving freely to a less densely populated area of the country is always an option for him. I can see I'm not going to convince you to agree with me, he replied. I didn't even realize you were trying, I said. And that's just it. Neither of us had moved an inch in our positions, not even a centimeter. So I guess it shouldn't surprise me that the same people that can be radicalized into disdain for an enormous group of humans living as their neighbors could be convinced that the very nation they wish to protect from outsiders is growing increasingly unfit even for its citizens. But who's to blame for popularizing this idea? Well, an opinion piece from Gregory Rodriguez published last year in the Los Angeles Times, points out that despite all figures indicating that both legal and illegal immigration into the U.S. is on the decline, ugly rhetoric from its detractors is more accepted than ever. To quote, Whereas racist rants were once confined to marginal publications and websites, today many papers, including the Los Angeles Times, have opened their online comment section to complete nutjobs. Allowing vitriolic racial rhetoric to remain on a mainstream website is to give it a level of acceptability. Just last week, a rabid commenter proposed that all those crossing the U.S.-Mexico border without papers should be shot on sight. Such dialogue not only pushes out reasonable people, but it also emboldens the unreasonable ones. By allowing it to be posted, newspapers are presiding over the mainstreaming of anti-immigrant hate speech. End quote. And look, I didn't say a thing about Fox News. Yeah, ah, uh, man. Uh, I mean, the first part definitely. You know, I, I, I got my uh, citizenship just a few months before David, and definitely have encountered all of those uh, attitudes toward it, questions and attitudes. Uh, and yeah, as far as the immigration thing, we don't have to get you know too deep into this because he, he said pretty much anything that we're gonna touch on better than better than we're just gonna come up with. But uh, I agree. I mean, it. 
it's it's crazy how many how many Americans ask me if I kept my my Canadian citizenship just in case. Just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. To well, me. they you know they kind of imply that just in case, like you know you you still have that right because you're gonna perhaps want it. And of course I do. Of course I still have it. I mean I'm not gonna renounce it for no reason or for any reason. But um, yeah, plus the country's going to hell. Well, know? that's that's the that's the implication <laughs> when they're asking. You know, Obamacare? Are you serious? Yeah, I know. And they're all Jeez. they're all very uh, well educated on on all the intricacies of these plans. I'm sure. Well, is it okay? Wait, time out though. I thought America possibly maybe made you uh, get rid of the old in with the new citizenship. No, you can have dual citizenship with America. It's not. It's not technically or strictly a dual citizenship. What it is is it's it's sort of like a perfunctory. Um, uh, swearing off of your old citizenship, so you kind of you renounce it in 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 kind of this little oath you give. Yeah. Um, but it's not it, you're not legally renouncing it. They don't actually make you go to your consulate and turn in your passport or uh re- you know renounce it to your to the government. Now, if they were to do that, and uh, from my little bit of um, research. I gather that some some countries do, uh, then then that would actually count. But if you if you just say, you know, I renounce my loyalties to another country, most countries and Canada certainly is one of them that doesn't uh, see that as an actual renouncing of your citizenship. Hmm, okay, I know a, a good friend of mine. His parents uh, just recently became citizens, and they're Japanese. And if I remember right, they had to um, lose their Japanese citizenship. If I'm if I'm correct. Well, I don't know for sure, but that could have to do more with, with Japan with on Japan. Japan's end. That, yeah, 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 I don't know. Sure. If, you know, I think certainly I think if you were Iranian and then they would make you go actually go to your consulate and renounce. Although I have a friend who's he's uh, he's got an Iranian citizenship and an American citizenship, but I don't know how that came about. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think if you went to to Iran and wanted to become a citizen, they'd probably make you go to the American consulate and well, not that there's an American consulate in Iran, but you know, renounce formally. I don't know. Or they'd probably just detain you and kill you in jail. <laughs> what did you say? Come with me, please. <laughs> yeah. You're from where? <laughs> well, guys, should we wrap it up? Let's do it. All right. Till next week. I'm Riley. With me has been Carlos. That's me. And Doug. Hey, that's him. See you next week. Sounds good. Bye.